Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shay Sparks. I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at timlanefitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the hashtag Firestarter series on the Power of Investing in People podcast. What is a Firestarter, you might ask? Well, it all started to bring other leaders together inside a book. And we quickly realized that this is something so much bigger than the moment that we were living in. We are creating a movement. The hashtag Firestarters book project is a collection of creative thought leaders who are collaborating, planning, directing, organizing, and creating new ideas to navigate change. We understand that a single match, if left alone, will fizzle out quickly. Therefore, when one match ignites another, we build a stronger fire. We start with a tiny spark that ignites hope, creativity, curiosity, fearlessness, connection, kindness, collaboration, mindfulness, community, acceptance, purpose, contribution, and love into the world. That single spark creates a ripple effect, then gains momentum and spreads like wildfire. We create a collective, positive, proactive shift in the world because we are the change we want to see. Together, we are Firestarters. So join the movement today at firestartersbookproject.com. And in today's episode, our special guest is a good, fearless friend of mine, Denise Duran. She is a certified fearless living coach, certified fearless trainer, faculty of Fearless You, consultant, wife, and mother. Stay tuned for quotes quotes from her inspiring chapter on seeing your own potential, shining your light, and trusting yourself. You won't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People, hashtag Firestarter Series. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and your business. So check out our new hashtag Firestarter book. It's a co-author collaborative book at my website at shaysparks.com. And today, my special guest is the amazing, incredible, and beautiful Denise Duran. So welcome to the show, Denise. Well, thank you so much, Shay. It is an honor and privilege. And I have to say, beauty is a reflection. Thank you. Thank you. And Denise and I have known each other. Gosh, I don't even remember. Three years? Four years? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. going on three years. And it was just immediate. We were soul sisters (laughs) immediately. And we met through our coaching program that we were in. 
you're about you're a year ahead of me and I could not get over. I was just so impressed at the power and the energy that radiated from you. And I was thinking to myself, if I can have an inch of that, I'm good. I'll be great. And here we were. There we were. And what's so funny is that you have way more than that. <laughs> you you have your own power and your own strength and it your own fire and it shines through. And it did that day that we met. So it, it continues to shine through. You're definitely one of the coaches that I go to when I need uh, support in something. Well, it is, again, it, we're reflections. We are truly reflections for one another. So Denise is a coach for private and group coaching and also has a consulting practice. She's spent nearly 25 years with professional development, entrepreneurship, team building, and multiple sales recognition awards. Her motto is practice makes progress. She lives in Northern California with her husband and three children and as well as three dogs that we might hear one of one from one today. She participates in multiple boards uh, in the community. And when she's not coaching with or serving, she's with her family, serving her community, and she loves to spend time with friends entertaining. And Denise, I'm so honored, thankful, blessed to have you a part of this hashtag Firestarters co-author book. And it has just been a joy to be working with you on this. And so um, I I just kind of am curious to know what motivated you, what inspired you to be willing to write your chapter when the uh, opportunity came up and been like, you know what, Shay, why not? Let's write this book together. Being able to, I would have to say that the title, the the intention of this book was, it touched my heart, especially in regard to thinking about how we met. And when you were sharing with me what you are, what you invest in and how you invest in the power of people and that your given name is literally a derivative of your passion sparks that you spark that energy in others. That was appealing. That was compelling just to be a friend and a a peer colleague of yours. And then when you talked about this project that you were bringing to life, uh, the fire starters, hashtag fire starters, and that this would be focusing on being a light. Mm. I could not stop myself from saying yes. I, it didn't matter how it was going to happen. I have never written a chapter of a book before. I've read plenty of chapters, hadn't written any chapters. It's just such a wonderful opportunity. And having the time with you and the connection and relationship with you, I knew that I would be in good hands. Thank you. Thank you. And speaking of being a part of a light, that's the title of your chapter, An Eternal Light. And I just absolutely love your chapter because you really go into your childhood experiences. I'm putting on my glasses because I'm going to read an excerpt from her chapter. But you really go into something that I think a lot of us have really struggled with in our childhood. And I just want to like kind of talk about your chapter for a moment. So you write each year, I kept hoping, wishing, and praying that I would become a better student. 
that somehow I would get it. Then the other students would play with me or ask me to sit with them for lunch or pick me first or second, not last. Maybe I would be invited to birthday parties. However, I was just lazy, careless, an unsatisfactory student who was consistently not meeting her potential because she's too busy daydreaming and being in the unsatisfactory column of her report cards. Mm. My own eternal light was struggling so hard to shine. When I first read that, and just as I'm reading it now, it does bring tears to my eyes because I know you on such a, a personal level that I couldn't even imagined that you had uh, experienced. It's almost a tragedy, really, because it, it's trauma, right, in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So can you take us back to and tell us kind of the, the background of the story? Ooh, even listening to it mm. is, it vibrates. There's, a, there's this little girl, even still inside, that remembers how that felt, the loneliness, the isolation, the less than-ness of my spirit. And to to take you a little bit back, I'm an only child. And my parents showered me with attention. I may not have had a lot of stuff. I may not have had the the souped-up Barbie castle and toys However, I, I was rich in attention and I learned to read at a very early age and I was always recognized in my family and, and additional, the, the aunts, uncles, grandpas, grandmas for being a really bright girl Mm. and entering school, entering kindergarten, I thought everybody was going to be seeing me as a bright girl and be accepted for being bright. And unfortunately, what ended up happening was that it turned out, and I didn't understand this, it was intimidating. Mm. It was intimidating for kids. It was intimidating for teachers. Not that I was quoting algebraic quotients or anything. However, it just the level of where I was, they weren't necessarily prepared for. And what would happen is I was often told to sit down. Mm mind your own business. And very quickly, this little bright light of energy and belief in herself was dimmed. It was not safe. It was not safe for me to raise my hand. It was not safe for me to speak up. It was, I was ostracized, Mm. if you will. I didn't know any other ways. I didn't know how to move beyond that. All I knew was how to close myself in and maybe... If I wasn't so bright, then I might get accepted. Wow. So trying that out, well, now I've upset my parents and they don't understand what's going on. And it's not helping me with my self-esteem. So it's not encouraged. It didn't encourage me mm-hmm. to develop relationships or friends. I didn't know who I was. And so that's how I learned to just step out, step away and not participate in my life in a meaningful way, not believe in myself. And I think that so many of us don't even realize that we've stepped out of our lives Mm -hmm. and that we've learned that it's safer 
to be in the shadow than it is to be in the light. You bring up the word safe. And I'm just thinking about to our listeners or and or viewers of how at such a young, vulnerable stage in our life, going to kindergarten and first grade, how we expect to be safe with our teachers. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that you are criticized for being smart or other people they are criticized for being dumb. You know, they're all criticized for one thing or another. And you start to play small. And so you really probably should have skipped grades (laughs) and instead of accenting your brilliance, they dimmed your light and your title of your chapter and eternal light is just, it's so fitting for how you, we come into this world. And so just thinking about your writing process, what really made you go, the title is an eternal light. So in, as in the chapter, I actually am sharing two lives, two lives in this chapter. One life is my life being raised in faith. And the other life is my everyday secular life. And they were polar opposites in one area. I I had faith and I had light and I was well-received and it was safe for me there. And in the other, in my everyday life, it was not safe. Mm. And in my faith, I am a reform Jew. So I follow the traditions of Judaism in the, in a reform, in a reform manner. And there is this in synagogues, they have something called the eternal light. Mm. And I was always fascinated by that, that it was always on. It didn't matter if there were services. It didn't matter if there was a holiday. It didn't matter if there was nobody in the sanctuary. That light was always on. Every other light could be off, but that light always had a glow. And I try and trick it. Like you and your little, you open the refrigerator, you see if the light goes off or right. So that's what I would do with the sanctuary. And In my process of writing, it was really being able to understand where I was at this point in my life, where I was in this time of my life, and where I was in this area of my life, living it simultaneously. And that is another area where how many of us are leading what feels like a dual life, Mm. where we are not who we are. It's not we that level of authenticity of who we are and how we want to show up and how we want to use our voice and be in, be with an intention and know that it's safe for us to do that, to know that we have the courage to do that. Um, that's, that was my thought process and being able to say, this is how I saw my life here. And this is how I saw my life here. And then for a whole lot of years, I didn't even think about it at all. Mm. It was it was just covered, absolutely covered. So rediscovering that mm-hmm. and the impact of living those lives was very cathartic and also in being able to write the book and write the chapter. And hopefully it will resonate with other people to say, oh, wow, there's other people who've experienced that. There's other people who 
where do we fit in? Where do I fit in? And how does my life, how do I make a, a reckoning with that? How do I create alignment with that? I love that you mentioned that alignment and how other people can really resonate from this because you also say respect and validation became my report card. So give us a little tidbit about the backstory on that. Well, I just gave a little foreshadow, I suppose. (laughs) Once I was out of the world of academia, I stepped into the professional world, corporate life. And I found that I was, I could be very successful. I could be gregarious. I could shine my light and learn and enjoy learning. I could enjoy learning. It was safe. And I could actually make friends. That is great. And then I took it like a pendulum, like a clock. I went from not ever trying anything to being like, just to give you an example, I would do my friend's homework and they would get great grades. Oh, wow. I would turn something in and I would get a mediocre or poor grade. Wow. So again, it's learning that doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter. It's never going to be good enough. Mm. I am good enough. Yeah. So I went from it'll never be good enough to I'm going to be perfect. And mm. I went from not putting effort in to putting a thousand percent effort in. And if it wasn't perfect, get the whip out and, and make sure that I, I, I learned better for next time. And any compliment that I would get or receive mm-hmm. didn't matter. Yeah. They didn't know what I didn't do, but I did. And so that sense of perfection, that sense of if I wasn't respected for what I was doing, if I wasn't looked at as the best, then I was in fear of being put to the back again. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what became such a driving force in being the Martha Stewart of East Contra Costa, California. You know, for our listeners who um, are thinking, well, I actually like being Martha Stewart. And hey, I that's great. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I know that what you're talking about, that perfectionism of if it's not right, then you beat yourself up. That internal negative dialogue that is like, how could you be so, you know, X, Y, and Z, whether it's stupid or dumb or fill in the blank. What you said, I'm not good enough. Imposter syndrome. Who does she think she is? All of those things. Mm -hmm. Incompetent. And so for me, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the times I've ever tried to do something. And for the longest, I thought. It has to be perfect. And then I would suck at it. And then I would quit like sports for me. That was my thing. Like in my head, I could be great. And then I would do it and to be horrible. (laughs) So I was like, right. So easy is because if we're not immediately good at something, right. Not This isn't for everybody. And you know what? It's not in every area of our life. It's when there is the threat of, being ridiculed, of being judged, of not being good enough, where it becomes a really compelling and a necessary response to just say, I'm out because yep. I don't want to be judged. I mean, right. who likes to be judged, right? Nobody wants to be judged. And how often the reality of the story is nobody's really judging us except ourselves. Yes. 
Yeah. So glad you said that because that's what my next thought, my next thing I was going to say. Yes. Yes. That respect and admiration and perfection became my report cards in my grown up life as opposed to my childhood life. Mm. I was so striving. I was so trying to make up for that. I was so trying to heal from that, that my, my need for, for respect, admiration, perfection well, then it slipped, it, it seeped into my relationships and the most important relationships, my husband, my children. And that's who got the brunt of that, of that drive, of that fear until I learned what that was all about. So speaking of learning and your love for learning, was there a defining moment that really shifted that where change showed up, right? Because there were the whole concept of the book is how to be a spark of hope in the midst of change. So was there a defining moment of change that showed up that you were like, I don't have to be Martha Stewart. I can be Denise Duran and be just as fantastic. Here's a little joke that goes through my head. So my head process is, well, Martha Stewart ended up going to jail. Um, So that took some pressure off. However, when life, how often is it when life presents us with the sometimes the most unexpected challenges that by taking a risk, we open the door to what's possible. And from kindergarten to 12th grade, all I heard was, Denise, you don't live up to your potential. Ouch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was in my thirties mid thirties or so that just a, I, just a couple years ago. Yeah. Yesterday <laughs> that I took a risk and I stepped into, into a business, something that I said I would never do. I would wow. never do a business on my own. And it turned out that I loved it. I loved learning. I loved being of service. I loved helping other people achieve their goals and their dreams and feeling amazing about themselves. It was phenomenal. And it turned out that just by me doing what I love to do, I started receiving awards and being recognized for it. In fact, I received like a good, a a specific award. And as I had tears streaming down my face, I heard myself, I heard that voice in your head, that, that beautiful voice that says, yes, you can. Mm. It said, I finally know what it feels like to live up to your potential, to my potential. I finally know what it feels like to live up to my potential. And it was for doing what I love to do. Mm. That was such a huge shift in my life and where I started understanding that the energy we put into what we want actually is something we can attract and manifest and create. Yes. And doors open when you follow your intuition, when you follow your highest self, doors open like nobody's business. What do you say, Shay? <laughs> oh, absolutely. A hundred percent agree with you. Yes. It brings your story brings tears to my eyes because I know you as this brilliant woman who is so passionate about what you do. So it's so hard for me to even to think that you at one point were not. 
So I love that you really found what sets your soul on fire and you just pursued it, went after it and did whatever it took. And then you got the accolades for it. And people are like, well, who cares about the accolades? If you were needing the validation and the, the attaboys, the attagirls, the accomplishment, the achievement check, you can't just do it and feel good about yourself. You need that external validation. So I love that you were able to get that because now I know you well enough as a coach, you have it in internally. You don't need it externally as much and you help other people find it for themselves internally. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's my greatest joy. So what a beautiful, like full circle, you were that person and now you were the, the student who needed the teacher showed up and now you're the teacher. Yeah. Yes. I might offer that I love to learn mm-hmm. and I love to learn about my clients. And as I learn about my clients, then I am able to say, well, how does that connect to this experience? Right. What is it you'd like to, if you could, what would you like to do with that? If you could shift it, you could make it how you want it. This is a sacred space. Dream, explore. Then it's not so much about me teaching. It's about helping them, helping to just, Again, open a door to what's possible because if they can, if you can dream it, right? If you can dream it, you can believe it. So that's what I love to, that's what I love about coaching is that I'm, I'm able to see for my clients what may be too scary for them to see. And I can say, Hey, wait, let's look at that. Let's shine a light on that. Then what might be possible? So it's really more being a guide, if you will, than necessarily a teacher. So what I'm hearing is is that you are an eternal light for your clients to, for, to, how do I want to say it? You see their potential. I do. Yeah. And I love that because no, you all, like so many people didn't see and believe in you. And now you are able to see that and believe in other people. That was awesome, Shay. I think I'm going to write it down and use that in my marketing. That's exactly what it is. Absolutely. Holding that light and then like two candles, right? Yes. Helping strengthen their light so that they shine brighter. Yeah. I love that. In fact, I'm going to read another excerpt from your chapter and I'm paraphrasing here in the little in the beginning, but it says being open to asking for forgiveness is truly an act of fearlessness and how our eternal light cannot just glow, but radiate as we combine our eternal light with eternal love. As you explore your own journey into being a fire starter, remember our inner light is a promise of the energy within us. And there is so much more in that that paragraph in your chapter. And I just... I'm going to leave it for the audience to buy your book and read it because it's just mm, so much beautifulness in that one little paragraph. Thank you. That's 
and I can still see myself writing that and the and the amount of love that was literally coursing through me and through my fingers. I literally it felt like it was just being channeled. And I genuinely, I genuinely trust that it is through forgiveness of others, forgiveness of ourselves. Yes. Having compassion for ourselves, understanding that we are a precious light that turns into precious love. And that's what we have to give. We have that to give and we have that to receive. And that is what creates the, that illumination that we radiate. It, you're spot on everything that you've been saying so far. And it's this generosity from you is what's coming to me is that you were so willing to share your pain, the struggle, the challenges that you went through. And then because you were willing to share it, it almost seems like then the door, like we talked about the doors of opportunity open and possibilities walked through, not even Mm -hmm. walked through possibility just showed up. Yeah. And I just feel like your the listeners are going to just resonate so much with your chapter to be able to really dive into their own inner child mm-hmm. and heal that part and go through the forgiveness. Because I'm sure you had to forgive your teachers, the other kids, maybe even your parents. And mostly, like you said, you had to forgive yourself of that whole inner negative dialogue constantly berating yourself. So... Mm-hmm. How beautiful. Our time is coming to a close, but before you go, I just have a couple more things. So where can people connect with you? Where can they purchase your book? All of that. Well, denisedoran.com is my website and my email address is denisedoran.tbt, as in truth be told, at gmail.com are two great ways to connect with me. I also have a Facebook page called Choose Your View, which is another way to connect with me. And Shay, help me if there's something that I'm missing. Yes, and I will uh, put it at the bottom here. It is your website to purchase a signed copy by you, Denise. It is firestartersbookproject.com slash Denise. And your audience can reach out and you'll sign that and you can, they can pre-order the books and they will, you will send that to them. Thank you. And I also am just so eternally filled with light and gratitude, thankfulness for this opportunity mm-hmm. to be a part of the fire starters, to be a part of being a part of the spark and the flame and lighting, lighting inspiration and illumination on fire. It's such an honor to be a part of this project with you and with Christine. And I'm just beyond, beyond thankful Mm -hmm. for this this medium to be able to share a story that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily want to share. So, well, thank you. And thank you for being, like I said, being vulnerable, being willing and writing an, an amazing chapter. So thank you for that. And also, is there if anyone is listening and they're thinking, well, I could probably write a book, but not the whole book. Maybe I have a chapter in me. Would, is there any advice that you would give them? Say yes. Yes, you can. 
If you are even thinking, if you're thinking, oh, I could never do that, that's just the voice of fear because the highest part of yourself, the only reason why fear would say, oh, you can't do that is because there's a voice that says, yes, you can. So I would invite everybody to listen to that voice. Take the chance, take the risk, see what doors open up. And by working with Shay, you will be held in such a safe space. And I will also share with your listeners that some of my childhood tendencies happen to show up, a little little procrastination, things like that. But guess what? Shay made it so, so thoughtfully considerate and pleasant. Mm -hmm. And this is absolutely the way to give yourself an opportunity and a chance and to use your voice in a way that can make an impact on lives and people that you may never meet, right? Everybody has a story. I completely agree with you. And thank you for saying all that. I'll send your check later. (laughs) No, I just so appreciate that. That was so genuine and authentic. So thank you. And we like, I want to leave with, was there any last words of advice, encouragement, empowerment, whatever you want to say to our listeners? Hmm. In fact, if, if by listening to this podcast says that you're willing to be a part of a, a leader in Shay, that Shay is a thought leader and she is an action taker. And if you are listening to this podcast or you want to share this podcast and her work, that means that you're an innovator as well. And trust yourself. Trust yourself that you are in the right place at the right time and that the road will rise to meet you. Just take the steps. Just take a step. I love that. Trust yourself and the road will rise to meet you. So true. So true. Well, thank you, Denise, for being here. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast, hashtag Firestarter series. If you enjoyed this episode, because I know you did, I mean, Denise is incredibly amazing. And so you probably took some notes. Please go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. And until next time, let's get fired up. Don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.